0: Especially formulated to resist them all day with up to 24 hour wear. And the best part, it performs better than Luxe mascaras at only a fraction of the cost. You can buy Panorama mascara on Amazon today. Hello, hello, you guys. Welcome back to my podcast, Happy Hour with Gretchen Garrity, hosted by yours truly. So today is, I guess, technically my first full, like, real episode, and we are just diving in with the deep and heavy-hitting stuff today. We are obviously talking about, as you can see by the title, um, we're going to be talking about body image, overcoming unhealthy relationships with food, um, just kind of everything encompassing that, like, some eating disorder type stuff may come up, so this is a warning right now if you are triggered by that or really sensitive to that. I know it is such a sensitive subject that affects so many people, so um, I just want to put that out there right now that I may mention that. Maybe I'll give you a little warning before I do um, so you can kindly fast forward or click out or something, Um, but yeah, this is just mind-blowing to me how requested this was when I asked you guys for suggestions on podcast ideas I literally went through my suggestions for two hours you guys and made a million topics that I know I will talk about um, in the next couple months or so and yeah it was just so shocking to me how many people were talking about can you talk about how you regained like a healthy relationship with food or I struggle with body image or I struggle with da 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 Um, and I kind of put them all in the same category because they're all so closely related at least in my mind and in my experience and I actually have had a note in my phone I think for maybe four years now that has said like video ideas and it's like make a video on body image and I have never felt ready and if you guys saw my um whole lightweight rowing experience video that was such a difficult video for me to film because I feel like the stuff I talk about gets so personal and so deep that it's hard for me to even admit some of this to myself as I was planning out this episode and writing all the notes for what I wanted to talk about. I honestly get really emotional and it just feels so crazy really writing it down because it's like me admitting to myself some of the stuff that I've been through that I haven't even let myself realize or I've kind of like blocked out if that makes sense um also as you can tell sorry this is gonna get probably all over the place we already know that's how my brain works but if you listen to the whole thing it'll be like we're hanging out chatting every way Anyway, although this is maybe a less happy subject, sorry, I promise I want these happy hour episodes to be an hour of, like, happy conversation with you and me. Just hanging out as girlfriends so you can listen to me on a long drive or whatever it is. Feel like we're chatting. And this is a little more serious and a little more deep, but I still feel like it's something that's so important to talk about and bring up. And honestly, my goal in talking about all of this is to help at least one of you I feel like so many people say that but if this can help anyone going through anything similar that would just mean the world to me because I honestly wish I could go back to 16 year old Gretchen and give her a big hug and tell her to not make some of the decisions she made and to just like believe in herself and I don't know we'll get into it um But yeah, I just want this to be maybe like informative. Maybe you guys can like relate to my situation and, like I said, just helpful. So. Yeah, that's why we're going to talk about this today. Like I said, I swear there will be some like more happy, fun ones coming in the future. But um, this was just so requested that I was like, you know what? Might as well make this my first one, and you know, get it over with. In my sense of being so scared to record about it, and like I said, I couldn't even film a video about it because I was so nervous. And um, I honestly will probably cry in this podcast or get emotional. So if there's like weird breaks when I like go cry for a second, that's probably what's going to happen because yeah, it just gets really personal to talk about. Okay. Anyway, enough of me like disclaiming everything, right? So let's get into first before we get into the deep and dark and scary. <laughs> let's get into what I'm happy about currently since I really like doing that at the beginning of every single one of my podcasts I think I'm going to keep that and yeah just talk about what I'm happy about each week so right now I'm super happy that I spent the last week with Max and I actually just got back yesterday I was there for a whole week in Reading, Pennsylvania if you guys know, he lives in Reading now, he moved there at the end of September, since he plays professional hockey there, and yeah, he barely has, like, any time off, but um, it's nice when I get to go visit him, because I can just, you know, be there, like, at his apartment when he has practice and stuff, when he's not traveling for games, so definitely want to see him as much as I possibly can, because I freaking love that boy, he's the best, so I'm just so happy that I was able to go for a whole week and it just made me feel so grateful and blessed that I'm even in the position and that I'm like able to do that because I know so many people in long distance relationships aren't able to you know like drop everything and go visit their boyfriend or girlfriend for a week and they have jobs and they're really far away from each other and like money for flights can be expensive and stuff like that so i'm just feeling really blessed that i'm in the position that i'm in to be able to afford to travel there to take time off to go travel there to be able to work remotely there and post videos and film videos and you know all of that so that is something that just makes me so happy and obviously being with him is just really happy. And what's interesting, you guys, is I really enjoyed being in Reading, Pennsylvania. Um, we were nervous for him moving there because obviously we Google it and we see all these like scary things like highest crime rate or like stuff like that. But if any of you are from Reading or near Reading or anything, um I'm sure you think it's fine because I was just there for the past week and I was like okay what the heck my expectations were so low like this place is nice I don't know what everyone's talking about I'm sure like any downtown of any city can get you know like crimey or scary but I feel like that's just what comes with being in a city right like there's crime in Boston there's crime in New York City so I don't know I feel like in any city you kind of have to be careful and Max isn't, like, in the city. He's kind of, like, outside of the city um, in this apartment complex by, like, a school. There's a Chipotle nearby, a Starbucks, movie theaters. Like, there's all sorts of stuff. So, we literally thought it was going to be in the middle of nowhere in, like, a cow field with no cell service. Like, that's literally what people made it seem like. They're, like, oh, Redding's in the middle of nowhere. Like, where even is that? And it wasn't bad at all. It was so fun, and it was just such a different, like, change of pace for me it was so nice um there was definitely pros and cons of being there it was so nice to feel like I didn't have to be doing something if that makes sense it was so nice to just hang out with him and be lazy or go do stuff at like a leisurely pace because you just drive around in your car and you drive to go to the movies or the grocery or Whatever it is, apple picking like we did. Um, and it made me realize in Boston I feel like I always have to be doing something because it's so like hustle and bustle city, go, go, go. I can walk out my door and walk to restaurants or shops or soul cycle or workout or park or whatever it is. Like I just feel so motivated to do things in Boston. So it's kind of like a pro and con because in Boston I feel so motivated, um, like I said, to do things, but then I felt more like relaxed in Pennsylvania, but it was so nice for me to like take time off sort of and feel relaxed but at the same time I really wasn't taking time off because I was like filming every day and sharing um my whole visit with you guys there because I had so much fun and obviously if you don't know my like Instagram or my YouTube it's always in the description of these podcasts but obviously check them out because that's like where I'm most active that just made me really happy and it was funny because I was so happy being with Max but in a way I was sad because I was like okay, when I'm here in Pennsylvania, I'm so happy that I'm with you, because I'm usually missing you in Boston, and so sad, missing you in Boston, but when I'm in Pennsylvania, I'm missing my apartment in Boston, missing all my friends, and like, my whole life there, like, obviously, Taylor, Maggie, Emma, Arlen, Natalie, Louisa, like, literally, all my friends are here, so I was like, okay, I just need Max back in Boston, so I can have my Max, my Boston, and all my friends, like, all together, (laughs) but Yeah, okay, so enough about that. That That's what I'm happy about and feeling blessed about currently. Um, Another thing you guys recommended was at the beginning of each episode, I should talk about a specific quote, like a happy quote. And I really like that idea too. I think I'll also do that at the beginning of all of these episodes. And so the one that I thought of today, this might be like cliche or something. I just thought of it because I feel like people always say it or I like came across it recently. And I felt like it really applied to today's episode and all the topics we're going to be speaking about. And so this quote is, you've probably heard it before. It says, be yourself, everyone else is already taken. So I really like that. And that just reminds me that like everyone is so different and we all should be different because how boring would it be if we all looked the same and wore the same clothes and acted the same and spoke the same and walked around the same. Like there would be no diversity or like interesting different types of people that you can learn from or anything because everyone would be the same. So I don't know. I feel like I really dive deep into these quotes and think think a lot about them as you could tell but yeah it's just like reminds you that you should be different you should be unique it's okay if you don't look like this person that you aspire to look like or be like because you're you and that's who you should be (laughs) if that makes sense so yeah I just really like that quote um and that's the quote of this week's episode another thing you guys recommended was to do like q a questions at the beginning or the end of the episode and um honestly this episode i feel like i have so much to talk about that i'm not going to do any q a questions in this one but if you guys really like that let me know i think the best way for me to see your podcast recommendations would be on my podcast instagram it's just happy hr podcast on instagram And if you just like leave a comment on one of my posts, I always look through all the comments on those. Um, That would probably be the best way for me to see that. So if you're like, no, we really need Q&A questions, I think at the end would be fun at the end of each episode or something. But like I said today, we have a lot to cover. So not today. Okay, so let's get into our whole topic just having to do with ourselves, our body, kind of our minds of how we think of ourselves, um, our relationship with food, just our whole like health, well-being, self-esteem, confidence, like they all are kind of wrapped up in one category in my mind. So um, let's dive right in. I thought I could start with telling you guys just my whole story and where I'm at now. Um, But I think we should just start from the beginning and where this whole journey started for me um it's sad because mine is a quite like unhealthy unfortunate one that I wish I could go back and change but also I always like to say that I don't regret anything because I really feel like I try to live my life with no regrets and this whole period of my life that I'll be discussing taught me so much and has made me like such a stronger more confident person and like who I am because of it If that makes sense. So clearly, a lot of this starts with lightweight rowing for me and my issues with self esteem, confidence, body image, relationship with food. Um, And I know I made a whole video on my channel about lightweight rowing, and I'm going to try to not just reiterate everything I said in there because I know I talked a lot about it, but we're going to dive more into, you know, like my mental state with my myself and my body and the food I was eating and my weight and my health and stuff like that Um, and less about exactly rowing, but obviously a lot of this was tied so closely with rowing and a lot of the reason I went through my issues that I'll be discussing was because of lightweight rowing. So even before lightweight rowing though, I remember being much younger and comparing myself to others, which is crazy. Like, I was really trying to remember and think back, and some things I thought about were, like, so sad and disturbing to remember. Um, I'll talk about comparison later on again, but Honestly, the earliest I can remember feeling kind of down about myself based on how I thought I looked versus other girls or comparing myself to other girls, I was probably eight years old. And I remember it was this one summer, I was at our like Colony Town pool. I remember running around on the pool deck, and I remember my thighs like chafing um, in my little like tan kini or whatever. I remember running around and my thighs kind of hurting and I was like that's so annoying like why are my thighs like rubbing against each other like they're it's bothering me and I remember like looking around at my friends and other girls and their legs wouldn't touch each other when they would run around or walk or their thighs wouldn't touch and they had a thigh gap and it's so funny that eight-year-old me like recognized this or was comparing myself to others but I remember thinking like maybe I'm a little bit bigger than all these other girls Maybe it's weird that my thighs touch when I watch when I walk and why don't their thighs touch I just remember having that thought when I was honestly like 8 and then the next thing I can remember where I was like comparing myself like that to other people was probably the fifth grade I remember one day it was before lunch like isn't it so funny how you remember these things I remember this girl in my class Taylor not my Taylor my friend right now like another Taylor in my elementary school and I remember her talking about how much she weighed and all these other little girls were saying how much they weighed and I was thinking how I weighed more than them and I was scared that I was bigger than them and that that was weird and I that I wasn't going to tell them how much I weighed, which was probably like 80 pounds. How much do you weigh in fifth grade? I don't even know. And I remember worrying about that. And like, why was fifth grade me worrying about that? I don't know. It's just crazy how like, I feel like not to be like, oh, society, but I feel like societal like standards and norms. And obviously anyone that's my age, like millennials and people younger and older growing up with like all these skinny, beautiful models and media and social media being like shoved in your face every day, uh, I guess, got to me when I was even in fifth grade and eight years old. So, those are just moments that I remember um, when I was little and were kind of like disturbing to remember. And yeah, but it pretty much all starts with the beginning of lightweight rowing and like my freshman year of high school, which I talked about in my rowing video. But I remember my freshman year of high school, like, coming in, I still had, like, my crazy quick, like, child metabolism. Um, And I remember being, like, really small. But then, like I said in my rowing video, at the end of my freshman year, we all found out on our rowing team, like, what lightweight rowing was. I never knew what that was. And I remember – I talked about this in my video. Sorry, I keep saying that. But – everyone like all the girls on our team went and stepped on a scale at my high school and like I said in that video I remember being 138 pounds when I stepped on that scale and I ran into the locker room like sobbing with Lucy and she was like what's wrong like it's okay I'm like oh my gosh I'm so huge like I didn't know I weighed that much blah blah blah, blah. like I don't know why this mattered to me I had no sense of like how much I should weigh, or what other people weighed, it just seemed like a lot, just because I knew this lightweight rowing number was 130 pounds, and I'm like, I'm only a freshman in high school, like, why am I 138 pounds, I, you know, I had a pretty unhealthy diet, I'm like, I I eat so unhealthy, like, I need to be able to weigh 130 pounds, like, that's fine for me anyway, because I'm, like, slim, I just need to eat healthy, and yeah, that was definitely, like, a red flag, and, like, the beginning point and it's funny that my lightweight rowing career would start from me being a freshman in high school, crying that I was 138 pounds. And I'm sure throughout middle school and stuff, I was like actually a string bean in like 100 whatever, 10 pounds, 15 pounds. I was smaller, I was shorter, whatever it may be. But yeah, I just like remember that moment, and I honestly remember eating. Texas cinnamon buns and like brownies every morning my freshman year so it like made sense to me that if I just made a couple changes in my diet like trying to eat healthy like taking working out and rowing practice more seriously that it would be fine to be 130 pounds or under and honestly in high school it seemed okay to me um and I felt a lot better being like 130 pounds or under and more healthy even though in hindsight don't think I really was. I just feel like I was really uneducated about It all and how much I should be eating and how healthy I should be eating and how much I should be working out And what was like a normal level and what was healthy I feel like I just didn't know at that point in time And I remember back in high school too when lucy and I would talk about rowing lightweight in high school Sorry, this is like all over the place, but I remember them warning us and okay I'm realizing I didn't even say who at this point while i'm editing this podcast And when I mean them, I meant my parents, my parents that was I Down and were talking to us about this, you know, saying like, you guys are built bigger, we're all built bigger. You're not going to be under 130 pounds forever. And I remember thinking to myself, like, what do you guys know? Like, I'm so thin and healthy. Like, I can be under 130 pounds forever. Or so I thought. And what's funny is like physically, like me physically being the smallest in these moments throughout high school of my grown adult life like almost fully grown self I felt the largest like with the my weight loss in high school and competing as a lightweight rower uh I felt even bigger if that made sense and I was even that more conscious of how I looked and I was so unhealthy and my thoughts and my body image and I thought I looked huge it's like so disgusting to like admit that but I remember looking in the mirror and crying and like picking myself apart and oh it was awful and I think the biggest reason from this was just comparing myself to others I said I would bring that up again and comparison just kills you like work on yourself, everyone is different, like I said in my quote earlier, and I think I was just comparing myself to all these girls that I was seeing on Instagram, all these models, and all these other lightweight rowers that I was competing with, and I'm like, well, their thighs don't touch, why do my thighs still touch, or their arms are skinnier, or they have, like, more of a six-pack, or abs, like, It was just such an unhealthy, like, mindset I was in and thing that I was doing. Honestly, my worst moments, I remember back in high school, I would scroll for, like, hours on social media, and I would look through these skinny, skinny girls that were models or whatever, and I would just cry. Like, I just remember crying that I wasn't that small, and I was just so sad, and I just wanted to be smaller and thinner and more lean and have more abs. Like, it was just... you know, I keep saying this, it was just such an unhealthy way to think about it all when really what I should have been thinking about is just feeling like my best me and being my best self and being healthy and being strong. And I just didn't have those thoughts yet. Now looking back I can reflect and just see that so much of this pressure was coming from my sport and the girls I was surrounded with like on a daily basis, but I felt so like alone in it and thinking back to my thoughts I felt so ashamed that I felt bigger and that I felt like I should be smaller even if the number on the scale was saying one thing that I was small enough, I even when I was, you know, underweight for these lightweight rowing races and stuff, I still felt like I needed to be smaller and that I should look better. And and now what's even crazier is after, I mean, I'll... I digress. I'm skipping forward a little bit, but I remember after quitting Lightweight Rowing and gaining weight, which I will talk about later, I would compare myself like crazy to this old version of myself that was skinny and unhealthy and so unhappy. It's just crazy that I would compare myself to this skinnier version of myself and think like, why can't I still look like this? Or, I looked like this before. I was like this before, but I was so unhappy and I was so sad with myself that it's like Why would I want to be like that? Anyway, it's crazy how your mind plays these tricks. And it makes me so sad that I feel like every girl kind of goes through these struggles, at least at some point or to some extent, just comparing themselves to others or feeling like they should be smaller or more in shape or just look different. And if only, like if only I was here, then I would be happier. If only I lost five pounds, then I would be happier. If only, you know, I had smaller thighs or more more abs, then I could be happy. Like all of these conditional sorts of situations I've found are exactly what don't make you happy. Like if I said, if only I had X amount of money or if only I had a boyfriend, then I would be happy. I feel like it's almost always that's like not actually the case and it's like something else that needs to change with you within to actually make yourself happy. I remember coming into my freshman year of college, um, a girl that was going to be a freshman with me in my recruiting class, I remember she wrote in our little Facebook group how she was going to cook a lot this coming year and she enjoyed just cooking healthy food, since she said she was like a borderline lightweight and that she always had to cut and I remember being like oh my gosh and thinking like deep down that this was my biggest nightmare and it was almost as if in like a messed up way that our whole team kind of judged her for writing about this openly and like everyone would just write her off and be like oh she's not going to be good if she's bigger and cutting weight when really Everyone is, but just no one would talk about it. And this girl was, like, brave enough to open up and just talk about her struggles and, like, confide with the team. And it was just so interesting that I feel like I know that everyone was going through similar struggles. But it was almost as if you didn't talk about them. You weren't actually struggling with it. And you would just handle it with yourself deep down through these, like, unhealthy ways that I talked about in my video. And when I really started struggling with making weight in college, I was in a really unhealthy mindset and felt so down about myself and I would just compare myself to like high school and be like oh well in high school I could do it I was naturally under 130 or really healthy skinny Um, but if I'm being honest the healthy easy skinny that I was in high school it really wasn't healthy or easy and thinking back like recalling what I would actually eat every day I was under eating plain and simple that's why I was so small I remember posting what I eat in a day videos in high school and getting so much hate and people being like you're not eating enough this is like promoting bad eating habits to young girls and I was like what do all these comments like what are they talking about like I'm so healthy I'm fine but really, I wasn't. And like I said before, ironically enough, losing more and more weight and being smaller and smaller made me even more unhappy. I remember the summer going into my senior year of high school, probably the lowest I ever weighed like in this time period of like being an adult, pretty much was, like, low 120s, 122, 124, and it was, like, a messed up game to see how little I could get, and this game continued into college, but it was different, like, I'll talk about that. Um, I guess I can just say now, it was kind of like, you eat all weekend long, and drink, and go out with your friends, and whatever, and Monday, you're probably 140 pounds almost, but by Friday, you can cut to 130, and then you would do it all over again, and it was, like, this sick game that you would like play with yourself. And again, with all this talk about my rowing experience and everything, that's exactly what it is. It's my experience, my opinions, my truth, and I'm not like projecting my experience onto anyone else. I'm really just talking um, from me specifically, but I do know that other girls that I rode with did have a similar experience so I will just say that and like I said even when I was my smallest I remember I would look in the mirror and say okay now my thighs finally don't touch but maybe there should be a bigger gap or you know my abs are more defined but maybe they should be more defined and so that would make me even more sad in a way and For someone like me, I barely have any hips and my thighs should touch, like my thighs have always touched. And so when they don't, I feel very weak and like I don't have energy and just like I'm too small for my body. And I would just think like, okay, even though I don't have my period, I really was experiencing amenorrhea because my body even knew then that I literally couldn't carry a child because I was just so unhealthy and even like knowing this I would be like well I should still be smaller because I could be more beautiful. So let's talk about beauty. It's so crazy admitting these things to yourself. I just think to a moment where I spoke with Lucy and We both cried, and we were talking about beauty and how think about your friends and your sister and your cousins and your mom and um, all these beautiful women and men in your life, and you would tell each and every one of them, you're so beautiful, you look so beautiful today like so nice, but how many times a day do we tell ourselves, like, I'm beautiful, and it was so weird to think about it, this is the moment Lucy and I were talking about it, and I was like, Lucy, say right now out loud, like, I'm beautiful, or like, go look in the mirror and say, I'm beautiful, like, it's so hard to say, and it was such an emotional moment, and I'm like, why is it so hard to say, is it because we don't say it often, I haven't said it before, I really don't believe it, like, why is this, And it's like, we're so nice to the people that we love in our lives and are around us. And it's like, we need to be that nice to ourselves and love and care for and respect ourselves that much. Because at the end of the day, you have yourself not to be like sad or morbid or anything. You have your support system and your family and your friends for a while. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you have to be advocating for yourself, looking out for yourself, caring for yourself, loving for yourself, bottom line. And truly, not to sound cliche, like, everyone is beautiful. Like, you listening to this right now are beautiful. Everyone is beautiful in their own ways. Beauty isn't just appearance, obviously. Being a good person, caring for your friends and family, being a good citizen, like, (laughs) as funny as it sounds, just, like, holding the door for others, being passionate about the things in your life, being involved in your community, like all of these things that make you a good person make you beautiful. Like I said earlier, back to the quote that everyone else is taken. You have to be yourself. Everyone is beautiful in their own way and everyone looks different for a reason and you are exactly how you're supposed to be right now. I always have faith in everything happens for a reason and you're right where you're supposed to be right now and you're how you're supposed to look and if that's the beginning of your health and fitness journey then so be it and if you're losing weight for health reasons and to feel better about yourself and to start caring for yourself good for you and the unrealistic expectations of beauty that we're faced with every day through social media through tv through everything you just can't compare yourself to that back to the comparison like i said earlier because that's no way to live and i swear right as you stop comparing yourself to others and just focus on yourself you will feel so much better i feel like i'm talking in circles but honestly and truly i have just learned this so much that you are beautiful, and I remember posting maybe my junior year of high school when I was really working on this and working on my confidence. Okay, I literally in my junior year of college, I'm struggling in this podcast. I'm sorry, it's all over the place in advance. Like, go stand in the mirror and look at yourself and be like, "Yes, boo, get it, girl!" Like, be so nice to yourself because you would be that nice to your friends and family. So it's time to start treating yourself how your best friends would treat you. As you can tell, a lot of my issues were surrounding my weight and all around my weight and my whole life and my whole identity became this number became my weight and Your identity, your soul, cannot be a number. It can't be a number on the scale. It can't be the number of calories you ate today, etc. It needs to be who you are as a person, your personality, your interests, your love for others, your relationships. Like, you are not defined by a scale. Clearly, you can tell I started to have a very unhealthy relationship with my scale. And with all this weight loss, weight management, obsession obviously came Obsession with food as well. So to talk about food a bit I remember I tried to stay away from carbs bread pasta stuff like that Everything I ate had to be healthy and I had so many bananas and peanut butter with rice cakes Oh my gosh, if I could tell you how many rice cakes (laughs) lightweight rowers eat Holy moly, um, I would just have like so many salads and vegetables and if I had to lose a pound or two I knew I could and I just had so much like willpower. This is so messed up I remember I was so in touch with my weight. I always knew how much I weighed. Like, always. Like, I could tell you before I stepped on the scale how much I was going to weigh because I would step on the scale that often and I was so in touch with how much I was working out, how much water I was drinking, how much I was eating. I was too obsessed. It was so unhealthy and this should have been a red flag on its own and reflecting. I really do think I experienced eating disorder symptoms from everything you've heard me talk about and... Yeah, so basically I looked up some uh, definitions. So this is going to be the part where I talk about eating disorders a little bit. If you want to like click out or something. Um, But basically when I googled body image, it says body image is a person's perception of the aesthetics or sexual attractiveness of their own body involves how a person sees themselves compared to the standards that have been set by society. So when I thought body image before, I just thought plain and simply it was like how you see yourself. I really... Now, looking back, no, I was experiencing symptoms of body dysmorphia, which I always thought is just seeing something different in the mirror than is actually there. Um, But looking it up, it says it's a mental disorder in which you can't stop thinking about one or more perceived defects or flaws in your appearance, a flaw that to others is either minor or not observable, but you may feel so ashamed and anxious that you may avoid many social situations. I don't think mine was that extreme that I was like avoiding social situations. But like I said, I would look in the mirror and just be like, oh, if only my thighs were a little bit smaller or a little bit farther apart. Like, I hated my thighs. I just wanted my stomach to be more flat. I wanted to have more abs. And honestly, what's so sad about this, too, is I look back at like my photos at that time or content or videos or anything, and no one knew deep down how much I was struggling and how sad I was because I was just portraying that I was so happy and I was like in shape and thin and living my best life, and I really wasn't, and I was struggling so hard and like no one knew it I also think I was experiencing orthorexia in a way um which in my mind I always thought was just everything you're eating having to be like so healthy like something that you deem healthy and when I googled it it says a condition that includes symptoms of obsessive behavior in pursuit of a healthy diet so yeah I was just so restrictive of what I like would and wouldn't eat and just felt like everything I was eating always had to be so healthy. I just remember feeling so huge at 125 pounds being five foot nine. And for some people that may be normal or, you know, if you're just built smaller and that's just like you living your best life and being healthy, like I understand that there are people that are built smaller and they're totally healthy and fine but just for me that was too small and too quick I also know that binge eating disorder is a thing and something that so many girls struggle with and I actually remember Lucy and I a couple times we would eat literally an entire bag of family size like pretzel crisps with a jar of peanut butter and Nutella because we were just that hungry from under eating throughout every other day of the week and we would feel so sick to our stomachs and I would feel so much guilt and so much shame. Like poor 16, 17 year old me that just did not know how to deal with this and didn't even realize that this was going on almost. I just thought that's like how life was and how life had to be and that almost that's how everyone... Else was living and then I didn't even have a choice. I remember going to hang out at my boyfriend's house at the time So ex-boyfriend now and I remember going in the evenings like during the school year and I would just tell my parents that I was eating dinner there And then I would get to my boyfriend's house and I would tell him and his family that I already ate at home so I just wouldn't have to eat dinner. And just all these unhealthy habits started occurring and it was like a way for me to restrict what I was eating even more, be smaller. Like the less I ate, the smaller I felt. I felt like I was doing something right and I was just controlling. Like I just felt so good being in control and I was You know at least controlling this one aspect of my life when being in high school can feel so out of control with Obviously so many changes happening growing up like preparing to go to college And so it makes sense to me that so many girls Unfortunately experienced eating disorders throughout high school and college because it's such a time of change In our lives that you feel like you need to control something And so I think that's like a big part of the reason that girls experience eating disorders along with all these pressures and comparisons that I've talked about And yeah, it's just something that I wanted to talk about with you guys and be able to relate with you about because I know it affects so many of us and just know how hard this is for me to talk about and like admit to you because I always feel like I try to be so happy and positive and this like vulnerable side about me and my like self-esteem just hasn't really come out other than like my video that where I talked about layweight rowing and like let's talk about relationship with food right so I feel like your relationship with food is such a tricky thing because everyone wants to feel normal and healthy and like they're eating really healthy food if you want that or at least that you're satisfied, you're full, that you're enjoying your food, that it probably won't hurt your stomach, that you're fueling yourself for your lifestyle. But I remember whenever I would hear like food is fuel, I would just think, wow, like if only it was that simple for me. So why does eating for me carry so many emotions? It's so odd that it's humans like consuming food and eating makes us feel a certain way you can eat when you're sad when you're happy when you're excited when you're nervous when you're celebrating during times of loss and the answer always seems to be food and from how we were raised it can mean family time or it can mean to you a peaceful moment alone in your car food can mean so many things and removing the emotional side of food can be so difficult and the willpower of eating certain foods or not eating other foods can be so difficult as well because humans are obviously creatures of habit and we don't like change especially me at least I don't so our relationship with food is so complicated and so confusing and If only it were as simple, I remember like thinking about this in high school or like growing up. If only it were as simple as if we were, you know, little puppies or the dogs that are our pets and we were just fed three times a day in a bowl and that's what we ate. If only it was that simple, but it's not. And so it's confusing and it's difficult. I think what helped me the most, and I'll talk about at the end of this, how I overcame a lot of these struggles and what I think helped me the most in the past couple years. um, But I think really... What helped me the most was trying to remove this super emotional aspect of eating food and just the emotions that would come with it in the past being guilt of eating stuff unhealthy or even being guilt of just eating too much food and worrying about how I would look after or how much weight it would make me gain. It was crazy and trying to remove all these associations with food and replace them with this food is like nourishing my body. It really is fuel and this will help me, you know, Last throughout a workout or be aware and stay like alert and focused throughout the day That's what helped me but like I said i'll get into that later and my relationship with food did become so unhealthy and Just worry about every little thing that I was eating and I was so stressed And especially when you're under eating food really becomes all you can think about you become so irritable You become really emotional and short with people. I mean, I think I experienced a lot of This my senior year of high school just Only thinking about food all day, every day. But especially my freshman year of college, I remember being in like an 8 a.m. class on Fridays, and we would talk about food and like breakfast all the time. And I remember people would be eating in the class and they'd be eating breakfast. And I remember getting so mad, like legitimately angry, that I wouldn't be able to eat, and I was so hungry and so on edge, especially and emotional on these Fridays. Because if you watch my lightweight rowing video, I talked about how we would weigh in in the spring on Friday afternoons, and I just like would not eat on Fridays and would barely eat on Thursdays and it was just so stressful and obviously such like a Traumatic thing for my body to go through that it just messes with you way more than you know with your body with your mind with how you see yourself and Ultimately, I know that's why I struggled so much with body image body dysmorphia Orthorexia and all these issues that i'm talking about. I remember thinking about food literally all day long because I would just be so hungry All the time I would think about where I was going to grocery shop Uh, what food I would get the meals I would make um How much I would work out so I could see how much I was allowed to eat. Like I had to like allow myself to eat a certain amount of food or anything. Like these rules that you put in place for yourself in these times of unhealthy relationships with food or anything is just so whack and like so crazy when you get past it and can look back and reflect on like legitimately what was going on and I think all of these struggles that I've been talking about through this whole episode really came to a climax or came to um, a breaking point when I remember the spring of my freshman year I know this is all about lightweight rowing but that's just how my story goes and why I feel like I really struggled with this sort of thing and my body image and my relationship with food and I really think And know that weight rowing was kind of like the catalyst for all my issues. Um, But I remember having a meeting with my coaches in the spring of my freshman year when I was just really struggling on the team. I just really started struggling. Like I felt like I couldn't do anything right. I remember like I would sleep through a lift just from being so exhausted with trying to balance like all these workouts while being malnourished and having like team meetings in my classes and doing labs and whatever it may be so I started to feel like just so overwhelmed like I couldn't do anything right I felt like I just kept messing up and I remember I had the stomach bug for like this one weekend of racing and I met with my coaches we talked for probably like an hour and it was like so intense and I remember my parents were actually in town and Lucy and my parents were like sitting out front of the boathouse house for like an hour while I was having this intense meeting and I actually had a panic attack I think for the first time in my whole life and maybe the only time I've ever had a panic attack and we basically were just going through like all my struggles and talking about I know I kind of mentioned it earlier how I wasn't getting my cycle and that's something That was pretty concerning um, when I would meet with our nutritionist and she really wanted me to gain it back so that I would be healthy enough. She told me um, worries she had about me developing like osteoporosis one day since that can happen if you don't get your cycle and your body's just not healthy enough and your bones become brittle. We talked about my Fear of gaining weight and how consumed I felt like my whole life was with that and it was just like really alarming to just talk about it all in the open and I remember hearing like I would probably have to gain weight to become healthy again to fix my metabolism that was just wrecked from like starving myself and I literally remember the moment they were like you probably have to gain weight and be like in the 140 pound range to just fix your metabolism gain your cycle again try to be healthy i just remember hearing that and i shut down i was like no 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 like i cannot gain weight every pound above 130 i already feel like hideous and disgusting which is so messed up looking back you guys that i would just let like a number on a scale define who i am i'm sorry you can probably tell i'm getting emotional but it's like it just makes me so sad for that time of my life and like I said I just want to go back and like hug Gretchen and tell her that everything's gonna be okay and she doesn't need to be so small to be beautiful and people will like her no matter how many pounds she is (laughs) sorry I'm getting emotional of course at this one part that I'm talking about wow I literally had a panic attack but it's just like my whole identity and everything that I was felt like a number on a scale and a gap between my thighs and abs and defined arms and being a size zero like it's so insane and I felt like I just didn't know who I was anymore I remember feeling so not okay that day and later with my parents asking them if they thought something was wrong with me um you know especially with my rowing coaches being like we don't think you're okay but then deep down I just assured myself that I didn't have any of these like disordered thoughts because I knew how messed up it was which is like the messed up thing about it all is I knew how wrong everything was and I knew that it was all like a numbers game and I just kind of felt like I lost control and didn't have an option. Like I remember talking about this in my lightweight rowing video, but I remember holding an apple in my palm just being like – this is when I really felt crazy. Like, how heavy is this apple in my hand versus if I ate it, how much weight would it make me gain? But, like, I'm hungry. But if I eat it, will I still be hungry after? So, is it not even worth eating? Like, clearly, you can tell I had very unhealthy thoughts about it all. So, finally, as you guys know, if you watch that video, I quit lightly rowing beginning of my sophomore year of college. And the journey of me trying to find a healthy relationship with food and myself began. I felt like I was kind of floundering and lost and didn't know what I was doing. And I remember at times I would not exercise at all and I would eat whatever. And I would drink a lot. I started, I had more free time and I was able to drink. I wasn't, you know, constrained by this sport that had a dry season. And I would have like handles of flavored Svedka and... I have something funny to talk about that later. Um, I started birth control. I talked about that before in a video. So I experienced weight gain my sophomore year. And it freaked me out, but at the same time felt liberating because I could gain weight in a way. It was just still um, quite unhealthy. And I feel like I dealt with my issues in high school and my freshman year of college um, really caused by layweight rowing. I felt like I dealt with that far past lightweight rowing because it just affected like my mental health and my mental state so much. So I kind of had this like all or nothing mentality, which was also not the best. And I would go work out for like two hours or I would do nothing at all. And I still kind of felt obligated to work out. It didn't feel like a choice yet. And from going you know, from a sport, or, like, I know people going from high school to college, um, when they had sports in high school, and then they have nothing in college, they still feel like they're obligated to work out, because you have this, like, set practice, like, six days a week, or whatever it is, so it still didn't feel like a choice, Um, and I just had to find a way to enjoy food, and enjoy working out again. It really wasn't until my senior year of college that I felt a lot better, and I felt a lot more myself, and, like, I, just kind of gained control of the whole situation in my life. I think my sophomore year and my junior year of college was filled with me kind of trying to figure it out, but ultimately giving up and kind of like going off the deep end and not trying at all and just literally eating whatever I wanted but without any sort of thought of food being fuel or something that should make me feel good or like fruits and vegetables like I would just eat really unhealthy drink the flavored Svedka which I will talk about now whenever anyone now is like wow you you like lost weight or you look good or whatever and now I just feel like I'm truly how I'm supposed to be and I'm living a healthy lifestyle and I will get to like my Final result and how I overcame everything in a bit but I always tell everyone I'm like yeah I stopped drinking a handle of blue raspberries vodka every weekend and I just got my life together so lol I had to find ways that I could like working out again so for me that was finding things that I enjoyed in the gym like I enjoyed running once in a while but not too much where it felt like Overkill and like I was hurting my shins or like it was something I had to do and I Really fell in love with soul cycle, which you guys know and I found it to just be such like a positive Encouraging like inspiring community and just that helped a lot with my self-esteem and my confidence and just listening to these instructors that were so kind and so welcoming and so insistent that everyone was where they were supposed to be in their health and fitness journey and everyone was beautiful in their own way and I really started to believe it. I really fell in love with yoga and just feeling so grounded and it really took a lot of my stress away and I feel like another reason for weight gain and just issues with a healthy relationship with food is just being so stressed about it and yoga I feel like was something that helped me so much with stress and I really think that being so stressed about a relationship with food or weight gain weight loss um, being so stressed affects that a lot and I think makes it a lot harder for you to live your best life and be your healthiest self so I would say I gradually improved until the beginning of my senior year when I started to feel really okay but I actually remember, so if you guys listen to Tori Sterling's podcast, actually now she changed it to Tori Simone because that's her real last name. You guys know I'm obsessed with her. And she made a whole podcast about comparing yourself to an old version of yourself and just like an idolized old version of yourself. And... I honestly was so just like whoa when I listened to that podcast and I sent it to Lucy and I'm like you need to listen to this because for the longest time like throughout college my sophomore and my junior year even after I was past lightweight rowing these unhealthy like thoughts stayed with me and I would look back at old pictures of myself and be like I was so small, like if only I was that small again, I would be happy, and it's like, no Gretchen, you're tricking yourself thinking that because you were even more unhappy then. I would cry every day, I would compare myself to everyone. I felt even bigger even though I was so small because I had such an unhealthy mindset about it all. I was so miserable, I cannot even tell you guys, and it's crazy that your mind plays tricks on you and that you think that you can even like compare yourself now. To an old version of yourself. When your old version of yourself wasn't even happy. When your old version of yourself was so miserable. And that's what Tori talks about a lot in her podcast. Is it's crazy how we, you know compare ourselves to these old idolized versions of ourselves when we are in a completely different space of life. Tori and I are quite similar in age and we both compare ourselves now to small versions of ourselves when we were like 18, you know? And your metabolism when you're 22 versus 18 is so different. Your lifestyle, everything is so different that it's like you're not gonna always look how you look when you're 18 and that's okay. And also I think it took the summer going into my senior year of college. If you guys remember, I spent the whole summer with one of my best friends Louisa and one day I needed this moment so bad it felt like she grabbed me by the shoulders and shook me but she didn't but that's what it felt like it literally impacted me so much and I would always 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 talk about how small I was during rowing and just compare I was comparing myself to an old version of myself she said to me she said you know what Gretchen you always talk about the past you're living in the past and that was so Just like mind-blowing to me. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Why do I keep worrying about how many pounds I weighed when I was 17? Or how small my thighs were? Or my abs? Or the food I ate? Or how I looked in these photos? When what I need to be worrying about is me right now. And caring for my current self. And stop stressing myself out to look like an old unhealthy version of myself. And it's like I was hindering myself from living in the present and being my best self because I was just living in the past and I needed that so bad and I'm so thankful that she said that and she probably doesn't even know like what a turning point that was for me but it's almost like she set me free like this sounds crazy <laughs> you guys are gonna think i'm crazy from this episode but it's almost like she set me free and pushed me forward into the next chapter of my life and was like go do you boo like be you and stop worrying about your old self and like let her go let skinny old unhealthy gretchen rest like let her be and move on That just helped me so much because I was like, you know what? I have like one life to live. (laughs) And I know that probably sounds cheesy. YOLO. But like what I need to focus on is right now and working on myself and loving myself and being the best version of me for myself and for the future. And stop worrying about what freaking happened in the past, you know? So I'm telling you right now, listening to this, if you're comparing yourself to an old version of yourself and idolizing that old version of yourself, stop. Stop doing it. Because guess what? If you went back a couple years to that version of yourself, I'm sure you weren't as happy as you think you were. We have a way of thinking back to memories and making them happier than they really were and you're more fond of this old version of yourself but really if you were in that moment you weren't happy yeah like I was saying my sophomore junior year I feel like I really was trying to figure it all out and I was just lost and confused and I experienced so much weight gain because I was like you know typically 130 pounds 135 pounds um trying to keep up with the whole lightweight rowing lifestyle, which was clearly just not for me. And I would say once I quit, I eventually gained probably like 20 pounds, which maybe some of you are shocked by, maybe some of you recognized. I would get comments being like, Oh, if you gained weight, like you look like you put on some weight Which made me feel worse because I was trying to figure out my life and figuring out my stuff, you know Um, so don't comment about people's weight I know I talked about this in a video when I was in hawaii with maggie But it's like stop commenting about people's weight and comment about how happy they look or comment about It looks like they're having such a fun experience where they are Do you know what i'm saying? Like stop picking apart how people look because everyone's gonna look different Everyone's just trying to live their best life and be their best self. Okay, so yeah people started noticing that I was gaining weight. I honestly at my heaviest was probably like 155, 160 pounds, but I like would try not to step on the scale anymore because I knew I had a really unhealthy relationship with the scale. I like tossed it and was just like, I am just trying to figure this out, eat however I want, work out whenever, however I want, just like live my college life. But by the summer of going into my senior year, like I said, Louisa kind of changed everything and made me realize like I need to just focus on myself and right now in my future and stop worrying about the gosh dang past. I remember that summer we got so into eating healthy and working out for ourselves and I just wanted to feel good and I wanted to stop drinking as much and I wanted to feel good for myself and not to look a certain way or to weigh a certain amount but I just wanted to feel better and feel like I had a lot of energy and feel like I was, you know, giving my all in my relationships and working really hard on my videos. And I just wanted to find the healthy balance in my life that I needed with this crazy relationship with food and exercise. So I think finally by the fall of my senior year, I was like, wow, I really am, you know, in such a better place and really getting used to this new healthy lifestyle and diet that I'm on. But it's not overkill, it's not crazy, it's not something that's not sustainable, it's something that's so sustainable and realistic for myself, and that's the thing. Your healthy lifestyle and your eating and everything just needs to be sustainable and something that's so realistic for you. So what worked for me was eating whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. And that didn't mean I ate chocolate cake for every single meal. Like maybe I was doing my sophomore, junior year. Because I was like, "Woo, F the system. Like I don't have to be lightweight anymore. I'm going to do whatever I want. It's like, no. I ate the foods that made me feel the best ate sweets and junk food whenever I wanted to, but just in moderation. Because I knew if I ate a whole cake, I would feel sick to my stomach. But if I ate a piece of cake, I would feel okay. So it was just kind of like finding the balance that worked for me and working out whenever I wanted, however I wanted, Not to the point that I felt so exhausted or injured or not working out at all, like I felt restless and like I needed to work out. It was like working out every day or every other day, taking a day off, taking a couple days off sometimes, taking a week off, whatever it may be. However I felt, I just listened to my body, bottom line. I just started to really be in touch with how I was feeling and that has continued to today. That is just what I do now. I listen to how I'm feeling if I'm hungry, if I'm not hungry, if I'm hungry, I eat and if I'm not hungry, I don't eat. So it's just like plain and simple back to the basics. I know it sounds so like stupid to say, but it's like if I feel like working out, I work out. If I don't feel like working out, I don't. If I feel like working out but I don't want to go for a run and I want to go to yoga, I go to yoga. If you know what I'm saying, if I want to get my body moving, but I'm on my period per se, and I don't feel that good. Maybe I'll go walk uphill for a little and stretch. I just listen to my body. Since having a boyfriend, I, you know, can eat a little bit more unhealthy We go out to eat more, but we'll go out to eat, and I'm like, wow. I'm feeling a little crappy. I feel like I really need some vegetables. Guess what I get? A salad. So it's like I just listen to my body and I listen to what my body needs. So that is really what I learned like the beginning of my senior year of college. And what I really learned at this time was that I could be 140 pounds and still be beautiful. And I lost kind of like the weight I gained that I just feel like was unnecessary after I quit layway rowing just from eating like a crazy person and going wild and drinking the flavored Svedka, like I said, once I cut out that and I just returned to my normal human life, I would say I leveled out around like between 140, 145 pounds. I think that's exactly where I'm supposed to be. I feel healthy. I feel fit. I feel confident. I feel comfortable in who I am. I don't feel too skinny. I don't feel too big. And I feel just like I'm supposed to be. And I actually really try to not weigh myself. Um... (laughs) for obvious reasons. Yeah, just continue to listen to my body. And just for reference, in case you were wondering like how much I weigh or something, yes, I'm not 130 pounds anymore. And guess what? I feel so much better than I did when I was smaller. I feel so much healthier. I feel so much more beautiful. I feel so much more confident. I never would have thought that it could be this way or I could live this way. Not to sound dramatic, but like truly, like I learned in the beginning of my senior year that boys would still like me if I was 140 pounds or that I could still love myself. And honestly, the biggest game changer was realizing that people see you how you see yourself. Once I started to really love myself, be confident with myself, be comfortable with myself, through the end of the summer going to my senior year, beginning of my senior year, like I keep saying, everything changed. I was confident and I was comfortable and I was portraying that I was so confident and I had this high self-esteem. People would recognize and people were like, you look so happy, you look so beautiful, you're so confident. And it's really how you carry yourself. So I think what helped me the most, like I said, was trying to find ways to regain a healthy relationship with food and a healthy relationship with working out. So Soul Cycle, like I said before, helped me so much with that. Yoga, those two were... To this day, continually what I love doing to work out and just things that make me so happy and feel so good. Yoga especially just makes me feel so grounded and makes all the stress, like I said earlier, stress is just bad for everything in your life, especially your health and well-being yoga helps a lot with stress. I learned how to eat the food that I like as fuel. Not to say I'm perfect. Nobody's perfect. I continue to struggle with these things in a lot more of a minor way Um, but I continually have to just remind myself and you know go stand in the mirror again and say Gretchen you're beautiful. Stop comparing yourself to others. It's okay. Everything's going to be okay. You're exactly where you're supposed to be right now and you can eat sweets whenever you want to or eat vegetables or fruit whenever you want to and I feel like focusing a lot on my self-care in the past year or so has helped so much with my stress levels and just doing the things that make me feel the best, whether it's, you know, taking a hot shower in the dark and literally turning on Leon Bridges. I swear, I know this sounds crazy, but like focusing on the little things makes you feel so much more grounded, so much less stressed, like everything's going to be okay. Turning on a candle, putting on a face mask, listening to a podcast, for example, I completely stopped comparing myself to my old self. Thank you, Louisa. Thank you, Tori. I separated my self-esteem and my self-worth from this number on a scale, which I am so thankful I was able to overcome because who you are and what you deserve is so much more than that number. I've stayed away from like diet fads or so to speak because truly what works for me is just trying to eat a whole overall healthy, realistic diet. So I know you'll see me eating cinnamon buns a lot with Max, or going to Five Guys or Chipotle or whatever it is. And yes, we do do that. And yes, I do eat like that at times, but I can also rein it in and eat a salad here and there and make sure I'm eating my vegetables. So... It's all about balance. I know this is like the end. So hopefully you hear this, Maggie, or I'll I'll tell you. (laughs) But I do want to give a big shout out to my friend Maggie because she honestly helped me so much. Maggie, Louisa, like Lucy, like so many of my friends have helped me. But I remember meeting Maggie and thinking she was so beautiful and so confident. And I've talked about this with her in the past and I've like cried about it. But I met her my junior year of college, I think, which is right when I was really trying to figure it out um, I still felt a little bit pressured to be smaller and look like these lightweight rowing girls that I was surrounded with my whole life, but I met Maggie, and she was so strong, and she was so in shape, and she was so beautiful, and she was so confident, and she wasn't trying to be smaller, and she didn't care about being smaller, and she was so, like, happy to be around, and exuded this, like, energetic, happy presence, and I was like, whoa, like, I can be like Maggie, like, she... Is not 125 pounds stick thin. She is so strong. She is so beautiful. She's so confident, and I can be like that too. So that was something that helped me so much. And like I said, Tori's podcast—just listening to the fact that I'm not alone, and other people compare themselves to old versions of themselves, and everyone deals with these struggles—helped me so much. So yeah, I know I've talked about this subject for so long now, but I just think, bottom line, if you take anything from this, I just want it to be that my tips for having a healthier relationship with food, working out, like fitness healthy lifestyle body image overall is first of all self-confidence and self-esteem and utilizing tools to get there whether that be self-care that makes you feel a lot better friends that make you feel a lot better literally I know it sounds stupid but looking in the mirror and like literally today if you pass by a mirror look in it and stop and say I'm beautiful and like truly feel that way and know deep down that it's true okay I don't want to sound crazy here, but I mean it. And guess what my tip for working out is? Work out whenever you want, however you want. Don't go into crazy mode working out 10 times a day or anything. Nothing like that. Moderation and balance is the key. Something that's sustainable and long-term for you. Whether that's running a mile here and there or walking uphill or going on a walk with your dog every day or going to yoga sometimes or soul cycle, whatever it may be. I think it's finding what makes you happy and what you enjoy. (sighs) So yeah, sorry this episode is probably all over the place. I'm sorry. I'm sure you could hear me getting emotional at some points and it was just hard for me to discuss, but I really did want to share like my story. Um, I know a lot of that was just talking about the struggles that I dealt with and like recounting old experiences, um, but I did want to make sure that I told you guys how I overcame it and how much better I'm doing now and how I feel so much better. And I hope that if some of you can relate to my story, that some of my tips can help you, that you are just working on being the best version of yourself, not anybody else, and just doing what makes you happy and what makes you feel motivated and excited and alive and passionate because that's what life is really about. It's not about what you look like or how much you weigh or the food that you eat so yeah i think that is it for this podcast again sorry if it's all over the place yeah i don't even know i feel like we just went down the rabbit hole but i love you guys so much thank you so much for listening and i'm looking forward to my next episode you can catch me there so see ya bye look around you can find cars like these on auto trader new cars used cars electric cars maybe even flying cars (laughs)